We're going to do something a little bit different than what we have done in normal days. Today we're going to dedicate this hour an hour of prayer. And we're going to have different segments of prayer. And we're going to use the acronym of ACTS. And of course, uh, adoration. We want to come and give God the praise and the glory and the honor for all that he is and all that he possesses. And then, of course, confession. We're going to come and confessing our sins and believing that God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all of our sins. And then, of course, there will be that time of thanksgiving that we will be thanking the Lord for the blessings of God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord, the Bible says. And we give him the praise for that And we want to thank him for that. And then, of course, we're going to conclude with supplication, praying for one another and praying for the needs of each other. But before we do that, we certainly want to welcome you and thank you for being here today as uh, we come and we participate in this. And we want you to participate with us. You notice on the back of the bulletin there, we have the acronym of ACTS. And we want you to take notes, and we want you to put down prayer requests, and we want you to join in with us in the time of, we will have time of prayer, and a time of silent prayer, and so we would like for you to join in with us. And then we're going to conclude by praying for the lost of our community. But before we do that, we certainly welcome our guest that is with us today. We're glad that you're here and uh, we want you to join along with us. In the back of the, uh, of the pew is a little blue card. And uh, it's a card that uh, you can fill out some information that uh, will help us to uh, know of your presence here today. And we'd like to encourage you to do that. Also today, we will be celebrating the Lord's Supper, coming together, joining together as a body believers. But before we do that, we uh, have several special recognitions, and we want to remind you of those recognitions and those special anniversaries today. Uh, Larice and Jennifer Nelson, they're celebrating their ninth anniversary, wedding anniversary. All right. Yeah, they're up in the balcony. Praise the Lord for that. Jerry and Velma Beck, they're celebrating their 51st anniversary today. So congratulations, Brother Jerry and Miss Velma. Jim and Lois Barr, they're celebrating their 55th wedding anniversary, June 18th. Congratulations. And Archie and Carlita Smith, they're celebrating their 66th anniversary, June 17th. Praise the Lord for that. I wonder if we have anybody else that's celebrating an anniversary this week. Yes, we got several. Glenn and, uh, yes, thank you. Others? Wonderful. We praise the Lord for that. We're grateful for God's blessings upon us. Also, before we go to the Lord in prayer, in your uh, today in Sunday school, you have received this ministry service survey. Like to encourage you to fill this out and place it back in with us that we might be able to place you where a place of service this coming year. 
Our uh, nominating committee will be very active and they will be looking at these surveys. And so if you have a particular interest that you'd like to participate in this coming year, a Sunday school class or a ministry or something or whatever, we'd like to encourage you to do that. Well, let's begin what the Lord has called us to do. The Lord tells us that our my house shall be called a house of prayer. And so, therefore, we want to go to the Lord in prayer. Join with me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to just isolate ourselves into your presence and to know that we're in a holy presence. And, Father, we pray that as we come, we come with not only a thankful heart, but a heart of confession. And Father, we pray that you will forgive us and cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. Father, we love you. We adore you. We are grateful for your son, Jesus Christ. And what a blessing to know him as our Savior and our Lord. And to be a part of the body of Christ. We've come together today to celebrate that very fact. We've come together to remember the tremendous sacrifice that was given on our behalf there at the cross 2,000 years ago. Dying upon that cross, buried in that borrowed tomb, rose again upon that third day ascending upon high and sitting upon the right hand of the Father today to make intercession on our behalf. Bless us, dear Lord, with your presence. May you be honored and glorified. Be sensitive, dear Lord, to our petitions, which we know that you will. We love you, Lord, and we praise you and honor you and glorify the precious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. Moses gives a shout of praise unto the Lord. It says, Then Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will, God, and I will extol him. First Samuel chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth speaks boldly against my enemies. Because I rejoice in your salvation. There is no one, and I mean no one, Holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Second Samuel chapter 22, verses 47 through 51. Samuel says, The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be God, the rock of my salvation, the God who executes vengeance for me and brings down peoples under me, who also brings me out, of my, out from my enemies. You even lift me above those who rise up against me. You rescue me from the violent man. Psalm chapter 27, verse 4. 
One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. Psalm 63, 2 through 5. Thus I have, thus I have seen you in a sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live, and I will lift up my hands in your name. Lord Jesus, we adore you. Your loving kindness is better than life. Father, this day we praise you. Lord, we worship you today in your temple. But Father, when we leave here, our worship isn't over. Our adoration of you isn't over when we leave here. God, remind us that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. So we are always to be in a temple worshiping you, always adoring you, always praising you, always giving you glory. God, we exalt you. We lift your name up high. We magnify you today, Lord. Lord, it is so easy for us to try to magnify ourselves. So, Lord, as we move on in our service, convict us of sin that we want to confess to you. We love you, God. We praise you. Lord, bless this next moment as we go into the Lord's Supper and we remember the blood that was shed on the cross for our sins. Lord, we don't just praise you for what you've done in our lives, but God, we praise you for who you are. We love you, God. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Since he is here, I'm going to go ahead and let him have a seat. Um, God, I just want to continue in our confession to you because uh, you deserve the rightful place. We have adored you today. We've told you you're king, creator, healer. And I'm just speaking for us as a church as we confess to you that sometimes we want to take on those adorations that we gave to you earlier. We want to be a provider. We want to be the healer. We want to be the sustainer. We want to be those things that you deserve. And we say sorry, and we confess those things to you. Um, We want to say sorry for when we want to come up and give you suggestions, tell you how we think you ought to do it. We want to say sorry for kicking you out of your rightful throne. You're God, we're not. You said, I am. You are the one that deserves it. God, we come before you putting ourselves in the proper place. You as king. You're the lawgiver. You're the gracious one that forgives us. And so, God, we confess to you when we've been out on the streets driving this week and we've gotten angry at people. We confess that we have worried 
and had anxiety when you told us not to? We say sorry for being selfish, lovers of this world, materialistic things, and we've put that on the throne of our heart. God, we confess. And this morning, I'm saying this, I hope everybody here would be saying the same things along with me, is that we want you on your throne and we want you to go where we go during the week. We are sorry for leaving you in this chair and leaving this church and saying, you stay. We are sorry. And we want to confess to you today again our love to you. Though sometimes you don't see it in our lives with the way we act or the way we carry ourselves. Lord, we need you. We need you to fill us. We need to be emptied. We need to be willing vessels for you to work in our lives. So we confess that to you today. We want to sing you a song next, God. And we want to sing you these words that say, I need you. I need you, Jesus. Bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, and I confess right now, if we are saying these words and we don't believe it, we don't want to lie to you, God. We want to mean these words as we speak them and we sing them to you. Convict us of our hearts. Convict us of our wrongdoings. And may these words be spirit and in truth a gift to you as we continue to confess our love for you, not love for ourselves. Help us, God. We need you. Daniel was a man of God who was an advisor to a king. One day, some men who were jealous of Daniel convinced the king to issue an edict that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except to the king, would be fed to hungry lions. And yet, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went to his upstairs room, where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. And three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Faced with the hungry mouths of lions, Daniel gave thanks. Paul was a Christian leader during a very dangerous time for the church. He had to leave the city of Philippi after facing mounting persecution and an illegal imprisonment. And all of that persecution was then inherited by the Philippian church. And yet, in his letter to the church, he says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Faced with violence, prison, even death, Paul told the church 
to give thanks. Prayer and thanksgiving can't be separated. It's as if the only real prayers must be spoken with gratefulness. How else are we to pray without ceasing unless we are living a life of continual thanks? In all situations, at all times, thanking God for everything. You see, the gift of prayer, this privilege of communing with our Creator, is our opportunity to show our complete submission to God's will, in sorrows and joys alike, in all things, in every prayer. There must be one constant. Lord God, thank you. Our Lord has arisen and ascended, and the throne room of heaven rings with thanksgiving as John listened to the voices from heaven. He heard they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Amen. E.M. Bounds says that giving thanks is the very life of prayer. It is its fragrance and music, its poetry, and its crown. Thanksgiving is the expression of an inward conscious gratitude to God for mercies upon us. Gratitude is an inward emotion of the soul which involuntarily uh, arises within us while thanksgiving is the voluntary expression of gratitude. Gratitude arises from a contemplation of the, the goodness of God. It's the result of serious meditation on what God has done for us. Both gratitude and thanksgiving point to and have to do with God and his mercies. The heart is consciously grateful to God, and the soul gives expression to that heartfelt gratitude to God with thanksgiving. So thanksgiving is God-directed, humbly expressed gratitude. Praise focuses more on who God is, while thanksgiving highlights what he has done or is doing. How wonderful it is to have grateful children. Don't you know that our heartfelt gratitude greatly pleases our Heavenly Father? Thanksgiving is priceless, yet it costs us nothing except the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. His word commands it, his work demands it, and his spirit inspires it. God's grace helps enable any believer 
anywhere in the world to give thanks in any situation. For all things are for your sake, writes the Apostle Paul. Having spread that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Grace is our source of thanksgiving, and in it, we are agreeing with God. We accept and appreciate that what he has chosen to give us or let come into our lives, and the result is worship. Because praise and thanks are natural partners in worship. An offering to God is part, a part, of thanksgiving worship. And through this thanksgiving, we are transformed as we experience the enjoyment of God's blessings. Through thanksgiving, we find peace, joy, growth, worship, and the blessing of life in Christ. We always have reason to give thanks because he is always working through all things, even in the bad things, for the good of those who love him. So, when all logic says there is no way to be thankful, his past faithfulness and constant care, as well as the sacrifice of his son, remind us we'd be crazy not to trust him. Gratefully, even now, we look behind us at what we've seen him do. His miracles that have no other explanation. His ordering of events with impeccable timing. And we see from the rising to the setting of the sun. Great is his faithfulness. Let us give thanks now. With our tithes and our thank offerings to God. O oh Lord our God, we offer to you, we present to you these offerings. Father, for they represent expressions of our gratitude to you for all the wealth of your blessings upon us as your people. We are indeed the people of God, and it is to you, our God, whom we offer our thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. There was a man of many generations ago in ancient times who was called a man after God's own heart, one of Israel's greatest kings. And because of his heart and for what he has left behind for you and I, we have the means of, the, of what we need to guide our prayers in any circumstance and in all circumstance. I would like for us to pray now the prayer that David wrote 
in the 138th Psalm, a prayer of, of God's goodness to his people. Let us pray. Oh, Lord God, we praise you with our whole heart. Before the gods, we will sing praises to you. We will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. In the day when we cried out, you answered us and made us bold with strength in our soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord. When they bear, hear the words of your mouth. Yes, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord is on high, yet he regards the lowly. But the proud he knows from afar. And though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and in your right hand will save us. The Lord will perfect that which concerns us. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Let us continue for a few moments in silence with our personal prayers of thanksgiving. Express your gratitude for the people he has placed in your life. Thank God for his eternal blessings upon your life, salvation, his word, the church. Thanksgiving and discontent cannot abide in the heart at the same time. Let your heart be filled with thanks. We now come to a time, a time that we realize the responsibility of a believer to pray for one another. We're reminded over and over and over again through the apostles' epistles of where he was praying for this church or he was praying for that individual or he was asking for them to pray for him. The Bible reminds us that Jesus sits upon the right hand of the Father and to make intercession. That means that he is praying for you and he's praying for me. The Bible has also called us to be intercessors, to pray for those that are around and about us. I think about tragedies that takes place within our society. I think about the shooting that took place last night in Orlando, of the many lives that will experience grief and heartache and pain. Can you not see the church rising to the occasion to lift up these individuals and to pray for them and to pray that God would comfort them and that he would express his grace in their life. And to pray that all things can work together, even though we do not understand it, but that all things can work together to the good of them who love him and call according to his purpose. Right now, I'm sure that God has laid someone upon your heart 
Maybe someone that is sick. Someone that is afflicted with pain. Somebody's going through a marital crisis. Somebody's going through a financial crisis. Possibly they have lost their job. Something has happened in their life that is so unique that it calls you to a burden of prayer. Would you bow with me in moments of prayer? Praying for that specific individual today. Oh, dear God, we're so thankful to know that you're a God of creation and a God that who has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And Lord, we lift up these individuals that has been brought to our attention, that is in time of need. May your grace abound. We think about the lives that have been shattered by this terrible, terrible experience that happened in Orlando last night. Oh, our heart grieves. And where sin seems to be rampant, we still realize and understand you're the sovereign God the God that is in control. Lord, use this experience to bring about your grace and your love and the way that you will work in their lives. In Jesus' name.